Your favorite thing to do on a day off? Binge watch television. Hello, and welcome to the lucky number 13th episode of Reba Watchables, your favorite Reba recap pod. I am your co-host, Natalie Weiner. And I'm Johnny Opping, and we're back with a very, another very awesome guest, a former Dallas resident, a former Dallas Cowboys star employee, and now a, what did you say, a Scottsdale resident? Scottsdale resident. And a current star Arizona Cardinals employee. The only team, one of the few teams better than the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> we have Danny Sarek. Danny, welcome to the pod. Thank you. I have to say I'm very surprised that I was allowed on the podcast this week as the Cardinals are gearing up to face the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> Nonetheless, I am very hashtag blessed that we could put that aside, <laughs> Natalie, so thank you. Well, we all know that the Seahawks season is just like a wash, basically. So, oh, I was going to say it's just getting started. Rest no. Back. I mean... <laughs> Yes, but Danny, they scored zero points yesterday. Do you remember that part? I do recall, yes. <laughs> the, like, as a reporter and producer and content creator for the Cardinals, are you guys doing any, like, Seahawks preview stuff this week, or is it more just, like, this is sort of treated as, like, a bye week? <laughs> Shut up. Oh my goodness. No, our bye week is next week. Of course there's Seahawks coverage <laughs> content. I'm just gonna go ahead and tease that. AZCardinals.com. Thank you for setting me up, Johnny. Hey. What do you what do you have as far as your predictions for the game? You know, I don't even think it's gonna be a blowout. Um That's this, generous of you. I know. I think it just depends on how many of these offensive key starters are going to be healthy enough to play. Is, Kyler is playing? Breaking or news. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we, we, when, Danny, if you know, just tell us when we're allowed to drop this pod. Okay, let me just whisper and we'll drop it, it the day quick. before that. No one will hear. <laughs> like, if you, if you need us to hold this pod till Friday, we'll definitely drop it on Thursday. <laughs> So accommodating. Uh, I don't know if he's playing. He's still day to day, so we'll see. The bye week is after this game, so I'm not sure if that's going to come into play in their decision. Only because they have such a lead, uh, right, they have yeah. at least a, a, enough of a cushion. And the Seahawks fucking suck, so they won't have any issues. Yes, I did not want to sit and insult you as the co-host who invited me on the podcast. But yes, yeah, no, it's sucking. okay, Danny. I'm not. You know, I'm not delusional. Seahawks fans, Seattle sports fans in general, kind of are forced to confront reality quite regularly. <laughs> and the facts of the matter are just that the Seahawks are not going to be good for the rest of the year, probably. Well, we can move on from Seahawks talk and into I Reba guess. talk. We can move and, into Reba um, talk. What, uh, Danny is a... Is very new to Reba. Very but new. Very, I mean, she's probably our best. You guest like didn't know who Reba I was. I am the best. Literally, I didn't know, guys. In our fantasy football team league, my team name is Who Is Reba. It's <laughs> true. It still is. So I just don't understand, Danny. How did you move through so much of your life and you literally never encountered <laughs> part of this anything about Reba? Is that I mean, what year were you born? Like 2011? Yeah. No. Oh my gosh, I'm insulted. I am not a Gen Z. I was born in 94. And so okay. these kind of sitcom, like the first episode I can tell you was probably not, I learned would not have been appropriate for someone uh, like in kindergarten. Um, you were in never, kindergarten in 2001. Okay, relax. First grade, first grade. Um, it just, it was never a show that I guess was on in my house. And when you think of Reba, like I, but, a, like her music singer and yeah. yeah, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not a huge country music person. So there was never anything to really bring Reba yeah. into my life in any sense. Sure. Um, so when you guys asked me to be on this podcast and you said I was going to be season one, episode 13, I thought, Ooh, it would be kind of funny. If the very first episode I watched was this episode, like 
and I'm just completely mm-hmm. lost. Right. And then I was like, you know what? No. The Reba Watchables fans deserve better. <laughs> so This is why the Cardinals hired you away from the Cowboys, because you're a diligent, hard, responsible worker, and or you just, just care. crazy, because I spent the last <laughs> three and a half days binging Reba. <laughs> and to my surprise, I actually like the show. Hey. I mean, so like we need to insert a sound effect there, yeah. like fireworks noises or something. We'll get that in post. The, yeah, the like air horn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what? I mean, I know it's hard to say. No, you know, I mean, tomorrow's not even promised. But like, let's. <laughs> what are? Do you think it's likely? This is episode thirteen. So you watched thirteen straight episodes. Yes. Like, are you? And you did it essentially to for the podcast. 100%. What are, are you going to continue? Are you going to watch episode 14? Yes. Now, I'm Whoa. not planning on watching it at the speed I've watched the first <laughs> Well, yeah, because that would be psychotic. <laughs> you, the I Cardinals mean, you would tell, fire you if you Danny, did that. we're not – we are a year into this po- – over a year into this podcast and we're on episode 14. So <laughs> that should tell you about the pace that we're taking our, our Reba – um, it's like the listeners can only take so many episodes. <laughs> it's called teasing it. Um, I don't know what I was expecting, but the main storyline within the first two minutes being that mm-hmm. their teenage daughter gets pregnant and married within, or they find out she's pregnant and then they throw her a wedding in the span of like a week while at the same time learning that the husband who's separated from his wife got his mistress <laughs> pregnant. And it's like, that, yeah. that was the furthest thing from where I thought this storyline was <laughs> Yeah, they really pack it. It's plot heavy, those first, it is. that first episode. It's just like, gotta keep yeah, your head on a swivel. Did you have like, fi- go ahead. Well, I finally learned where that TikTok song came from. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like, it's like pretty... It's just shocking that you never even caught, like, one episode of Reba in syndication, you know, over all of your years, like, you know, existing. I mean, it's been a while, though, since it was on into, like, where you would flip the channel and it would be on. What did I feel like now they have it on cable. But does anybody have cable anymore? No. I don't know. Danny, do you have cable? No. How do you not have cable? You, like, work in sports. She's got all the ESPN streaming passwords. Yeah, just all the streaming stuff. (laughs) Well, we have YouTube YouTube? TV, but... Yeah, that's what I have. Okay, so that's the same thing as cable. Yeah, I guess. Oh, okay, then yeah. There's a Reba channel on YouTube TV. (laughs) 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 Okay, well, whatever. Okay, so you enjoyed the show. Did Is there anything that you, like... Did you have any preconceived notion of the show that was confirmed or challenged literally none i knew nothing about it okay so did you know that it was set in texas no have you you've lived in texas prior to this well no you went to school in mizzou wait you grew up in texas right yeah, I grew up, and then I moved back after college. I had no How idea. How do you feel about their representation of Texas? <laughs> I mean, I will say, they're they're from the Houston area, which is right. a little more south. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which I feel like it's very different than how I grew up, more near Dallas. But while it might sound stereotypical, I feel like that's a lot of Texans, the way they're talking, like their accents, or mm-hmm. just talking about, like, it's really Football. just nonchalant that their 17-year-old daughter is pregnant and she got married. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, you're pregnant. You have to get married. Like that's really Danny's like, this is the most Texas thing about a show is the teen pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> well, just like, oh, well, like that means you have to get married. So like, I guess you're getting yeah, married. Right, and... right. Like within the end of the first episode, it was yes. like, yeah, you got to be married. Um, I really, I, I, I honestly, like it, it felt pretty on point the whole potato salad high school (laughs) not the The potato i I had an issue with that fact that they had the dinner 
right before, before the game. That's yeah, what yeah, no, we <laughs> talked about that. It's insane. It's truly insane. But that whole concept, that felt pretty on point. Yeah, just like tradition around football. Yeah. And yes. acting like that's normal when it's weird. <laughs> yes. Danny, I'm going to tell you something. The potato salad episode that you're referencing, that is what inspired this podcast. So really? I tapped into I mean, the, it was, to the it right was one. a really great episode. <laughs> it was. <laughs> I'm glad that you agree. Um so yeah. do you do you like we'll get into the specific episode in a second. Like, do you have a from binge watching fourteen episodes faster than probably thirteen episodes. Thirteen episodes faster than I doubt many Anyone people have watched on planet Earth. 13 episodes as fast as you have. <laughs> Would Do you have a favorite character? Um, Long I really like Van. That's Van, a good choice, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. definitely, like, pro- probably the funniest character. Yeah. He's, well, you he's can like, just tell that he's always trying. Like he's, not, he's, not trying he's trying as like... hard as he possibly can. <laughs> yeah, he really is. Um, I haven't I haven't really really used a lot of Jake or Kira quite yet in where I am. Right. Um, I don't love BJ for obvious reasons, but I can tell <laughs> that her character is going to be one that's going to have some sort of turn, and everyone's going to love her. I just I can't get there <laughs> until I watch Reba forgive her. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't love BJ. That's a good point. It's like, I, I mean, you made a good point that, like, she's not going to become likable until that exact moment. That right. You just, uh, you know. Also, I respect that you're calling her BJ. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy BJ? Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a Reba joke. You guys have to watch yes! that the episode to yeah. get it. <laughs> there is, um, I just, like, threw my fist in the air like a fist punch like yeah um there's one character that i loathe uh for a multitude of reasons which is why it was a pretty big bummer when my entire episode (laughs) was based upon this awful character who i can't stand but and which character is that that would be brock who is just (laughs) oh he is the worst i mean it's it's like this was this episode was supposed to be his his turning point to become no. likable and it did not work he's had him. a few turning points to he's, like try he's had moments where likable. he was at least humanized i guess i but... just think he is trash okay look <laughs> he first of all i don't even know how he's a dentist, because how does he have patience when all he does is running out of Reba's house all day? He doesn't have any patience to see, and it's not like his dental hygienist is seeing patients because she's attached to his hip. This is a point that other guests of Rewatchables have brought up. And every time he has, he's the high school football coach, assistant coach. What? He, he's he like spend any time with his kids. He has no idea how Cheyenne and her pregnancy. He is just. Oh, and he just brings his pregnant mistress around Reba all the time and flaunts in her face? Uh, yeah. I have, no, I he, have issues with this man. He's, he only, it's like his entire purpose is being around Reba after having cheated on her. Yeah. And it's like, like you're saying, like everything else in his life is ancillary in a way that makes you wonder how is he holding any of this stuff together? Like <laughs> yeah. you, like, and the show is so based on his interactions with Reba that like you definitely could kind of map it out in your head of like, is this like is his dentist office like still in business? Like, is, <laughs> are things going okay? And like, what what does he coach? Is he like the secondary <laughs> coach? Like why? Like it, he's not the head coach and. Is he doing it on like a voluntary basis? Like, is he getting paid for it? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's... But how much can he really understand football when he is saying that the quarterback, cornerback on defense, right. missing a game means the team is going to lose? <laughs> That's <laughs> true. I mean, this is we've... so. This is again like we've had we've. 
Dang, we promised this past episode. Well, no, no. <laughs> like, we, we keep promising, that, and, like, this is another failed opportunity. Like, we gave Danny just a regular episode. Yeah. And we keep saying that we're going to have a football expert come on and just talk about, like, Van's cornerback career right. and, like, how <laughs> how good could he possibly be that he's, like, dictates he whether the team... <laughs> I mean, too tall for a cornerback, right? Like, is he, I mean, how many Cardinals cornerbacks are taller than Van looks on this show? Like, he looks like he's like six four, six five. Right, but the Cowboys—they like length. They I know that's the thing. <laughs> he's sort of, and he like, does want to play for the Cowboys. I mean, so. like, honestly, <laughs> the way pop culture affects reality, like, does Nishan Wright get drafted if Van hadn't been such a likable character? Uh, well, we but yes, bring it all together, Johnny. <laughs> we'll have to get, have you on again when there's a football episode. Yeah. It's just we haven't been very good about like picking episodes for people, which is evidenced by our giving you a Brock episode. Yeah, but we just weren't. We literally like haven't even been looking at like the descriptions before we do. I it. mean, I knew. I I just wanted to get. I wanted Mad <laughs> Danny. I, I wanted her to come in Ooh. hot. Okay. So, all right. Yeah, so we're I gonna have. I, yeah. We'll have Natalie uh, give yeah. a brief synopsis of what happened in this episode. Okay. So, season one, episode thirteen, Brock's Swan Song. Um, it aired February one, two thousand two. So, yeah, just winter time in the depths of the dark winter mm-hmm. um, after 9-11. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but 4.3... First grade Danny was trying to like grapple with what happened to our country. Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> it was really Wait, hard sorry, for what's Danny. The, what's the... Is this the show just like coincidentally started on yeah. 9-11? No. <laughs> <laughs> they came up with the idea when the towers were going down. No, it just started like like that was the it started, air date. No, the, it started like a month after nine eleven. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. so like everything is sort of tied. Like we're trying to place ourselves. We're trying to orient oh, ourselves in the context okay. in which nine eleven yeah. or which which 9/11, in which Reba originally aired, um, which was right after nine okay. eleven. So I should have done my research. Okay, thank you. It's okay. Just something about like anthrax. I don't know. Was I that should a have thing done yet? I should have done my research. <laughs> <laughs> Danny typing in when did nine eleven happen? But yes, okay, so 4.3 million people watched this episode of Reba, which is wild when you think about it. Um, it's kind of a darker episode. Not not quite so many laughs in this one, mm-hmm. because as we learn in the opening sequence, Brock's father has a heart attack and dies. Mm-hmm. Um, of whom he does not have a, he he not have a good relationship. Yes, with. we learn that Brock's father walked out on him when he was 12, um, and they've kind of had like this strained relationship since then kind of understandably um i guess there's supposed to be some sort of humor in the fact that like he was in the middle of like hitting a swan at the golf course like when he has the heart attack like and that's supposed to be like funny and it's just kind of like so random that well, it's everyone's like, just like it's what are you it's talking like about? it's a device meant to be like this guy's a real piece of work yeah exactly. you know like, like, he like, died he trying to problem. murder a swan right <laughs> um but it's just it's not really executed in a way that conveys that all that well i think um but so brock is like struggling in the wake of all of this um and he's kind of like reba i need you you know like barbara jean doesn't know how to like do all this stuff which and didn't know didn't know him at all. Um, oh, what's his name? John D or John something? John D. John D, his dad, whatever. Anyway, yeah, he's like, Barbara Jean didn't know him at all. Um, and so Reba's like, fine, whatever, I'll do it. I don't care. Like, I know you're going through something. So, which is like really kind of still above and beyond for Reba to do, but whatever. Um, so she does all this stuff. She makes it simple, basically, and plans it out. But then everything she plans is upended by Barbara Jean, who because asserts she, herself yeah. and tries to make it as like big of a funeral as possible. Yeah, bring in a choir from Shreveport 
you know, right. like, which is a whole thing and really sweet. Yeah, when doves. they sing, it goes, it goes right to the ears of God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and Barbara Jean's like, they're going to release a hundred white doves. And Reba's like, he died killing a swan. <laughs> That's like one of the funnier lines, I feel like, in the in this episode. Um, but anyway, so Barbara, or like... I mean, like, basically Reba tells Brock, she d- John D wouldn't have wanted all of this. Right, right. And so Brock thinks about it, comes back in the middle of the night. Again, as Danny, you know, referenced, like, just his <gasps> intrusiveness in the house. Like, there's got to be Change the like, a limit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's like there's got to be office hours for when fucking <laughs> Brock can just stop by. And so he comes by and says, like, he, he, you're right, he wouldn't have wanted that. I got him cremated. So we can sprinkle his ashes in the I don't know that it's like, I think you have to schedule cremations, like, more in advance. I don't know that you can just go back to the place and be like, Burn him real quick. Uh, when and so, you worked for the local high school football team, Johnny. That's true. The kind of pull you have. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the guy that runs the like cremation place used to have pretty fucked up teeth. Look, that until is like, Brock came around. That is like basically. <laughs> it's a storyline on Friday Night Lights, more or less. So, yeah. um, but and so he's. They're like, "What's we're gonna we're gonna spread his ashes at the golf course." Right. And Reba acts like she's not going to, and then just, like, fast forward, and he's... They're they're there, there, which is, like, a very... It's, like, a nod to... Which we see in the next episode, too. It's, like, a nod to, like, she'll just do anything for him. Right. Sort of thing. Um, And they do it. They're kind of trying to, like, make it ceremonial. Of course they get caught, and then they get arrested. Police, yeah. Um, And so... Then in the police station, Brock basically has, like, a breakdown, and he's, like, grieving about his dad, because Reba's like, you know, he loved you, he just couldn't say it, you know, she's kind of just like, you guys just had this tough relationship, and but it doesn't mean he didn't care about you and stuff. And he has this, like, emotional moment, um, and he kind of expresses some regret for, like, ending their marriage, because yeah. he's basically like... I just ruined everything. And she's like, oh, don't take it so hard. You know, he knew that you loved him. And he's like, I'm not talking about that. And it's like, ooh. And then Reva's like, don't even go there. Like, I already spent too much time mourning our relationship. I'm not going to, like, go back into it. Yeah, she shuts him down. She's like, you're just emotional. Like, let's not do this. Yeah. But it, like, sets the stage for, like, he still loves her, Right, right. Um, And that's kind of, like, he winds up spreading a little bit of his ashes at the golf course with Jake, right? With Jake. He comes. Yeah. And um, he, he spreads the rest of it at a strip club. Right. Kit Kat club. Kit Kat club. Yeah. I think so. He was like in the mud pit at the Kit Kat club, which, yes. wow, there's just a lot there. Um, and then the B-plot is Van and Cheyenne classic Van and Cheyenne stuff like Van is upset because they find out they're gonna have a girl and he's like I can't do stuff with girls you know classic like gender binary cliches type thing and instead of like telling him that all of the things he's saying are wrong which they are that he like can't do any of the fun stuff (laughs) with a girl Cheyenne's just like see look all kids get nightmares because like Jake comes down and has a nightmare and Van kind of like soothes him in a very parental way. Mm-hmm. And Cheyenne's like, little girls get nightmares too. And it's like, okay, you could have also just said you're being sexist and like girls play sports and do all the things you're talking about. <laughs> or like have have Kira come down with a nightmare. Like have the right. <laughs> child yeah, exactly. come down. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> But, but yeah, so, so Danny, I know you weren't really a fan of this episode. Were there any, like, positive takeaways? <sighs> I like seeing, <clears throat> I think just Van and Cheyenne, like, kind of seeing them realize, like, oh, it's getting real. Seeing a little mm-hmm. bit of parenting from him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that's my issue is that I, I know this. I know the entire point of this episode was to try and start tugging on the heartstrings and mm-hmm. peeling back some of the layers of Brock of like, okay, like we're going to start inching towards wanting you to like him. Right. I couldn't get past it. 
And I understand that was the point of the episode. And I still have major problems with every single thing he did. Mm -hmm. So I think my only positive to take away was that little scene with Van and Cheyenne and him consoling Jake. Yeah. I mean, it um, was like... little parenting part. It was like startling to see Van be really competent really like good at something yeah <laughs> this is true yeah it's like, oh well because like the whole show's premise is sort of based off like god they're so screwed when they have a kid because mm-hmm. like i mean reba's gonna have to save them so the idea that like he might be a good dad is like a new thing introduced to right. the show mm-hmm. yeah. i mean and i will say too like like you're totally right like the episode was meant to to peel back a little bit of, like, what's there with Brock. Like, also, the episode was... I, I said this to Natalie, like, I really watched it. It's so clearly, like, was supposed to be, like, a showcase for the acting of the actor who plays Brock. And he just yes. struck out at the place. I mean, it was just... <laughs> yes. Like, he, so like, at any... The bench at the police station. It was yes. bad. I mean, it, like... It, you know, there's like so many actors who are like, yeah, that's kind of that's what I want. Like, is give me one of those scenes scene. and where I can. And it was so cringeworthy. It was like, and like, I'm sure there are instances. You guys are talking ill of a Dallas native, I Christopher know. Rich. Christopher Rich of Brock <laughs> fame. I mean, it was like he was he was covering his face. I know specifically to show that he couldn't. Or specifically to hide that he couldn't cry as an actor. And it's like, all right, if you can't cry as an actor, like, just look sad in a different way. Like, don't just, like, it was, it was really rough. Like, there's a world where a better actor maybe makes him seem slightly redeemable, but... I mean, it's also, like, the episode, if it was supposed to show him being vulnerable, I feel like it really did just showcase, like what a weak person he is you know like just the fact that he was like i mean obviously it's really hard if a parent dies i'm not saying that's not true yeah but it's like he just like completely melted down and like went to his ex-wife and was like i need you to like fix all of this for me because i like am not capable of dealing with it and then like in the moment like says the most like inappropriate things like when confronted with a bad situation and it's like okay, like, yeah, you're going through a tough time, but, like, come on. Like, yeah. this person is, like, going way out of their way to help you, and you're, like, making it all It was worse. just, like, almost too far of, like, I get he didn't have a great relationship with his dad, but, like, the things he was saying of, like, when they're picking out the casket of, like, what's the cheapest and quickest way to get him in the ground? Or, like, mm-hmm. Reba's, like, in the beginning, right when they find out he passed away, and she's like, well, where is he? And he's like, I don't know. Like, I'm not a spiritual person. Or so I'm like... Mm-hmm. I thought Johnny thought that was really funny. <laughs> yeah, but I like continuously, like you could just—it almost felt like too much of like okay, it's we overkill. get it. You it is also you, you don't like your dad. Right. Yeah, I mean it's funny because that exact scene was in Friday Night Lights, like the cast it picking out scene, and like it's when Matt Sarah. It's like actually incredibly depressing though, like because it's not. Reba. but like when Saracen yeah. is picking out his dad's casket and he's like I don't know like just do like he's like I don't care like my but dad was an asshole like 15 oh I know, yeah, I know. exactly <laughs> I know I'm just saying it's funny maybe Peter well, Berg like watched Reba and that's like just... the the implication is that he has like the emotional maturity of a 15 year old yeah and Matt Saracen really has a lot more emotional maturity I think than Brock does but um and I also get annoyed that like he clearly can't put his foot down with Barbara Jean like she just he complains that he's having to spend a thousand dollars right Baptist church singers coming in and he's like complaining of like, well, I, it's just easier to just do whatever she says. And then he's like guilt tripping Reba into doing whatever he says. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty and deranged. It, it feels like the only person that's ever going to stand up to Barbara Jean is Reba. Yeah. And she's going to have to do it in like a nice way. Because otherwise she's like the evil bitch ex-wife, you know? Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, no, I, I, it's not the most, like, rewarding to unpack episode. Um, should we go through our categories? Yeah. What did we think was the most incongruous moment? Oh, man. I, I got, I had oh, something and somebody I go, have this. Well, I think. Yes. Okay. 
when it's the very end of the episode or like second to last scene. And so it's right after the breakdown where Brock is sitting on the bench in the police station with Reba. And he's like, mm-hmm. I'm really sorry. You know, like I screwed it up. And he's basically like you were mentioning, apologizing for messing up their marriage, which first mm-hmm. of all, right. is so inappropriate. And Reba says that she's like, you just lost your father. Like, mm-hmm. don't say anything you'll regret. And which by the way, it's such a typical man thing because Reba says, like, I've already grieved. And that's what happens is when a guy ends a relationship with a girl, they mm-hmm. grieve immediately and the guy brushes it off. Oh, I'm fine. I didn't care about her anyway. Blah, 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 whatever. And then <laughs> the cycle always crosses when the woman is, like, just finally getting over the man. And he's it's a couple mm-hmm. months later. And he's like, wait a second. I think I screwed something up. And then they slide <laughs> back in the DMs. Danny, are we potentially not talking about Reba? (laughs) Are we potentially talking about some personal experience? (laughs) No, I'm just saying it's so stereotypical of him Mm -hmm. that like after messing all this up and watching her starting to move on with her life, which we've seen in previous episodes, now he's like, oh, actually like, but anyway, that's what led to him fake crying. Right. And then the police officer comes with this huge bag. Right. That part was weird. And he looks at Brock, and the first thing he says is, Yeah. Are you crying? Yeah. He says it like it's insane. No, no, But, like, the police officer was the guy who was scooping up the ashes, hence the big bag, because they had to collect so much sand from the bunker on the golf course. But I'm like, you know that his father just died. Exactly. Right. As if it would be weird to, like, in that context for someone to be crying. Right. Like, like in a police station after they, like, were scattering their yeah. dead parents' Like, oh, ashes. brother, are you crying? <laughs> what, because your dad died? <laughs> Fucking pussy. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I, I have... I crying regardless if I were in a police station, so... <laughs> right, right. I have, like, a... I mean, that's probably the best one. I have one that's, like, this isn't as incongruous for the the show, honestly. Like, it's pretty, this character, pretty on par for what this character does. But for real life, like, that opening scene before, like, the cold open, mm-hmm. uh, when we find out, like, when he comes yeah. in and says that his dad dies, Kira, like, roasts his dad. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, that's, like, what are you doing? He's not, like, a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, don't, like, it, maybe to Jake later, but, like, not right now, as you're, like, as your dad is the finding out that his dad died. cigar. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, God, what did she say? Something. She said, like, oh, yeah, like, he, I, it was, like, sounds like a... She had, like, some quip at the end about, like, sounds like the goose won or something insane yeah, like that. I was like, oh, oh, I can tell you because I just watched. It was um, when Brock was explaining that uh, the swan started honking at John D when he was getting ready to swing. Brock right. makes a comment and goes, everyone knows you don't make noise around John D when he's about to swing. And Kira oh, yeah. goes, I guess the bird didn't get the message. <laughs> yeah. And that was just weird. That was, like, a bad joke, and it was also stupid yeah it was like well i guess the bird didn't get the message and your dad's dead so (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was that was like it's just funny it's like i mean it's this this thing that we've talked about basically if kira's sitting at that table Mm -hmm. someone's about to get fucking roasted (laughs) like there's nothing like she has no when she's at that table she can't control herself like she's it doesn't and like this proved that point of like it doesn't matter if your parents died or whatever, don't come into my <laughs> kitchen while I sit at my table if you don't want me to fucking, like, throw some one-liners at you. And she's uh, annoying, too, and when her dad walks in, he's like, oh, I can't, like, you can't come over today. And she's like, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of, like, could be more typical teen, preteen behavior, I yeah. guess. But... Yeah, I mean, it is pretty vicious. So. Ne- I'll I'll give you 
a spoiler Danny next episode she has her very like emotional moment she does we get, we get a real Kira uh breakdown yeah time oh I can't wait <laughs> <laughs> okay Johnny you want to introduce the next one so the next one is the J.R. Smith award um I don't, I don't know if you've listened to any other podcasts. I haven't. So as far as I know, this is like a super original <laughs> award. And it's for a character who makes a big mistake or a blunder or does something that, you know, classic hijinks from a sitcom and like something that you would be mad at in real life. But somehow as an audience, we still love them at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. This is this was a pretty hard one JR under the bus here. Well, yeah, Jr. threw himself under the bus. He threw bus. himself under the bus, and we still loved him. <laughs> when he, he have didn't, known when yeah. he, yeah, when he that this was going to show up on the podcast. Then, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, he should have known. Yeah, from the Bronx, I mean, showing him where to go. Exactly, but if if not, I mean, if anyone else had done that, we'd still hate him, and it's we me. all instantly yeah. forgave him, right? Because he's Jr. But yeah, this episode. I mean, like, as we, like, we've said, detailed, like, 90% of, of this, of the episode, this award goes to Van. I mean, he's just, like, the most obvious, like, <laughs> makes a dumbass mistake, and we're like, oh, like, he's trying. Mm-hmm. But I don't know who it will. I mean, I guess, honestly, though, you know, what's fucked up is I think it's probably Van again. But I don't feel like I love him more, or anyway, or more, because, like, he just said all this sexist stuff, and then, like, nobody took him to task. It, But we just, like, got a glimpse that he was good at... I guess He's so. good with kids, basically. Yeah. Was the I thing. mean, he's the best candidate, for sure, but I'm not, like, happy with I mean, him winning the award. I mean, honestly, like, wouldn't... The episode wants it to be Brock, right? Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Like, but it's, like, nobody loved him at the end of this episode. Yeah. Like, maybe felt sorry for him for like 10 seconds the real winner is his dad (laughs) his dad he fucked up when he was raising brock but everybody came around and you know felt better about him at the end yeah mostly because of reba doing some redemptive work on his behalf yeah i don't know who else i mean i guess john d is the jr smith of this i feel like he is (laughs) i mean yeah, you can't make it Reba. You can't make it because she didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Can't make it Barbara Jean because she only did things wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, She's no yeah. more lovable to me. Yeah, I mean, she was like particularly abrasive in that I mean, episode. It's just tough because like they make her so cartoonish mm-hmm. that when she's being inappropriate, it's so inappropriate. Yeah, that like it's not only like oh, like, I don't like what she's doing here. It's like, I would never want to be in a room with this person is right. kind of the vibe. But Reba does that too. I thought about that when she, when Barbara Jean, Barbara Jean is um, talking about, like, the doves and all that stuff, and Reba's like, I mean, he died killing a swan. Like, Reba doesn't say it in a serious tone. Like, she says it almost, like, with a big smile on her face because she's, like, trying to talk down to Barbara Jean, which still makes it look like she's having fun <laughs> joking around with her. Yeah. Well, but I... Th- yeah. I mean, I thought that part was funny. That's <laughs> cool. That's her trying to, like... Be like, Barbara Jean, you're such a fucking dumbass. <laughs> I mean, I think it's, like, her trying to stay sane. It's yeah. Like, I, can't, I can't cuss her out in front of my kids. But I so, can be, like, like, what you're saying doesn't make any sense. I can, I can like, frame you as an idiot with my jokes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But she does humor more her more than she has to. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, it's funny because it's, like, it's meant to make her seem very, um, I don't know, like, patient and compassionate, sort of, mm-hmm. of, like, and forgiving, I guess. But it also is, like, well, in real life, if you knew this person, you would be like, this is unhealthy. Right. Don't let her in they your house. They wouldn't be in like, your house all day. Like, there's, like, an appropriate amount of time you you should have to see her. And sure. th- this is exceeding that by a lot. But, yeah. And I also all feel right. like when Barbara Jean being like, do you want to feel the baby in my belly? Like, that's not appropriate. <laughs> i know that was like that was over the top um there's also i mean like natalie said we've been taking a year to do 13 episodes but mm -hmm. so that might have something to do with it but 
these episodes go on and so many things happen. And mm-hmm. I honestly forget that Barbara Jean's pregnant a lot. She has a giant belly on. But I, I mean, I just forget that, like, they're going to have a kid soon. Like, I only think yeah. about, like, Van and Cheyenne Yeah, having they don't a kid. really talk about their and pregnancy. And it's, like, no, like, she's just sort of, like, pregnant and they're yeah. going to have a kid and that's going to be insane. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm taking, what are the odds that the babies are born in the same episode? High. Oh, high. high. Yeah. Like, hospital episode. Yeah. Hospital hijinks. It's just gonna be like, oh god, I'm having the baby early. Yeah. It's just like, it's basically like, A plot is Cheyenne's baby, Mm -hmm. B plot is Barbara Jean's baby, C plot is like, Jake, like, befriending (laughs) the hospital janitor or something. (laughs) Well, there's there's for sure gonna be some joke with a nurse who's gonna see Brock and be like, oh, grand party, here you see the baby? And they're gonna be like, oh, this one's actually mine. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's true that's true I thought you were going to say there's going to be like a joke where Brock like hits on a nurse <laughs> I mean I wouldn't put it past him yeah. Danny's ready to enter the writer's room reboot. yeah that's true um, <laughs> reboot <laughs> exactly reboot, reboot, reboot. Reboot. yeah we've been we're gunning for the for yeah. the a spot in that writer's room um Okay, moment that represents Reba as a feminist icon. I mean, it's got to be the bench moment when he starts crying. Mm-hmm. She doesn't give an inch. She's like, I already, like, I went through this. Like, I cannot be suckered back in. Yeah, doesn't yeah. sympathize with him, like, for a second. Like, had, he's like, I've already been sympathizing with you. Like, she's you like, don't get to use your dead dad as an excuse. Yeah, but. and she's like, I've already shed so many tears, like, recovering from this relationship. Like, I'm not going to go through it again. And it was like, damn. You tell him, Reba. Danny, any any other nominations? Um, I guess that's like the entire... I mean, he's, she spends the entire time with Brock, the entire yeah. episode, so there's no... Yeah. Yeah, that was the moment. Uh, Danny says that, yeah. like, so sadly. She's stuck with Brock. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of Brock. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, okay. Next time you come on, there will be less Brock. We'll make sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we just we just planned a, a we're gonna do a live uh, season one live episode podcast recording. Yeah. At the Barley Ooh. House in Dallas. You'll so have to fly back. You, if you fly back, you can be on the round table. <laughs> it's gonna be in twenty twenty two. Yeah, big things. Right. New Year. Are you guys going to finish the series by then? No, just the season one. Oh, just season one. Yeah. That would require, honestly, like a huge push potentially, but we'll see what we can do. We'll finish season one by then. (laughs) But, um, okay. Okay. Uh, Picking a Reba song that pairs with the episode. I actually did it this time the way I was supposed to. Reba has this song called The Greatest Man I Never Knew. It's kind of like a wild ballad about, like, it starts off sort of talking about a mystery man and then like you find out in the chorus that it's like her dad and then by the end of the song you find out that her dad's dead and he's just been like kind of absent or like emotionally detached throughout her entire life and all this stuff so it's a pretty good analog to john d i thought yeah no it's like it sounds like this episode was based on that song I mean, maybe it was. That would honestly be have been cool if, like, every episode of Reba were, like, based on a Reba song. But we could we could say that's true and cover <laughs> that. True. That would be big on, like, TikTok or something. Exactly. <laughs> big on TikTok. Johnny has a great grasp of, like, what's big on TikTok. I, I have a great <laughs> grasp of what TikTok is. <laughs> Danny, do you have because to do you're TikTok? So hip. I'm okay. Relax. Do you have to do TikTok <laughs> for your for your new job? Uh, knock on wood twice. No, not yet. <laughs> um, I didn't download much to Dave Hellman's much like his dismay. I didn't download TikTok until I moved out here. When someone who I work with was like, "Oh my gosh, like you're young, but you're so old because you don't have TikTok." And I was like, "Fine, I'll download it." Which is what Dave used to always. He always calls me a young oldie. Like, because I'm a young person, but I don't do a lot of young people things. So I have TikTok, and I look through it. But you but watch I Reba. Like, I, yeah. But I a young oldie wouldn't TikTok. watch Reba. 
just an oldie. Um, I haven't opened TikTok in like two or three days. I like don't have the dances show up because those annoy me. So I like use mm-hmm. TikTok, but probably not the right way. Well, I don't think I think less is more when it comes to TikTok is my yeah my sense. I don't have it on my phone. So Johnny, I, I feel like I, you could go viral for something. <laughs> he has gone viral. He's just gonna. I know do on it. Twitter. He's gonna do a TikTok of the Milano tweet and just rake in. The- <laughs> Should I just do a TikTok of me eating or- Milano's in a suit? <laughs> the doctor tomorrow. The doctor tomorrow. I don't know how to do that. Uh, okay. Uh, last one. That's about Johnny. This is about Reba. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, punching up a Reba joke. This one was hard too because there like weren't any jokes. It felt like. Yeah. Um. Probably the swan thing. There was definitely room. I mean, like, punching up is not really the problem. They just needed to, like, execute it better. Like, the way that they delivered it made no sense. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's like, they didn't really need that joke in there. Yeah. Because it wasn't funny at all. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It wasn't funny at all. And it was confusing of, like, well, why did... Like, it's like, why did he attack a... A swan, like, because he's a <laughs> fucking psychopath. Like, and, and it makes him sound like, it almost makes it sound too dark because it's like, Brocky just implies that, uh, you know, like, he was, like, emotionally distant, basically. Mm-hmm. But the, him, like, trying to murder an animal in that his makes old age like makes him sound like he's, it. like, a maniac. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but... I don't know. There Danny, you just watched it. Are there any jokes that you think could have been improved? Um, no, it's not. I'm thinking about that scene, that opening scene. It's not so much a joke, but a line that I feel like could have been improved was that's the same day that Cheyenne and Van had their sonogram to find out the sex of their baby. And so mm-hmm. when they find this out, Cheyenne is like, oh, like we should probably cancel the sonogram, which is very respectful. Like, okay, like, you know, that <laughs> yeah. that can wait. And Reba's comment is like, no, like, in order for, an, she basically implies, like, somebody has to die for somebody to be, be born into the world. <laughs> yeah. Which just feels really... Forced? Out of place. Yeah, like, the wrong yeah. time. Yeah, it was like, like... She's not giving birth. She's having a sonogram. Right. <laughs> exactly. It yeah. was sort of, like, strangely philosophical. I mean, she, like, made it somewhat convincing but it was definitely out of place as far as the tone of the whole thing and then like what did he what did he say he like he was like maybe if you were having a mule yeah exactly van van goes if it's a boy maybe we should name it john d and brock goes john d wasn't really a person you name a a child after unless you're having a mule (laughs) <laughs> this is the second oh time they've God. joked about Cheyenne like having livestock right because there was the goat thing yeah. the goat pregnancy that would maybe that's the punch up the punch up would be he should have said goat instead of mule and then it's a call and then, and then Van should have had like a scared look in his eye <laughs> alright we came about it sometimes the punch up we have to like talk it out it takes at least three people oh. to punch up a joke Wow, I think we're just we're so ready to be hired by yeah. the Reba Boot. Reba Boot, yeah. Um, I mean, it'll be like a a Dallas Cowboys, Arizona Cardinals, Seattle Seahawks collaboration. That's in true. Reba reboot, Reba Boot. Mm-hmm. Writers room. Yeah, I think so. Um, Danny, any final thoughts about your Reba any, immersion experience? Any like uh, as someone who just watched. 13 straight like we haven't watched more like we don't know what's gonna happen like i'm sure people listening have like seen a lot of episodes but so do you have just a i watched an insane amount of reba in two days do you have a prediction of something that's gonna happen i like the prediction of the babies being born on the same day okay Mm -hmm. i thought you were gonna say like the baby being a (laughs) joke Uh, I like the prediction of them being born on the same day. Um, I don't know. I think Kira's going to have that 
stereotypical middle child syndrome. She's going to like run away from home or something like there's not, right. there's not enough attention on her. Yeah. Um, no, they're both, so they're both the other two neglected a lot. Yeah. And it's quite clear. There's going to be a moment in time. I don't even know how many episodes are in a season or how many seasons I'm gearing up to watch. There will be a moment <laughs> in time of vulnerability where Brock and Reba kiss. Whoa. Wow. Okay, that's a big one. Yeah, I think that, yeah. You need the air horn. I think that's that's yeah. a good prediction. I mean, it'll There's going to be something. And it'll be like there will be like 10 episodes of build of up blowback or from blowback. that, you know, yeah. of like the next 10 episodes will be unpacking that. I could see yeah. that for sure. Mhm. That and could I'm really be maybe she does not go to the, his wedding. Well, you know what it's going to be? I think that's like the next episode. Right? Yeah. But okay, I, you know what I bet it's going to be based on what you just said is like, because you said earlier, at some point, Barbara Jean is going to become more likable, but you can't get there mm-hmm. until Reba forgives her. I bet what's going to happen is that kiss is going to happen and it'll be sort of like even ground but, yeah, sort of like, of like Reba yeah. is like forced to forgive her because, because she did something she, wrong yeah and it's like oh we're not the problem here like Brock's the problem and shocker yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah and then the ghost of John D will like, come talk to him <laughs> and then the goat son of oh, John D <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> I mean there could be like an episode where where Brock goes back to get revenge on that swan. Oh my god. Like to avenge his dad and just actually finishes him off wow. without having a heart attack. That would be pretty intense. Um Okay. Danny, thank you so much for coming on this journey with us, for really throwing yourself into the process in a yeah. way that I don't think any of our <laughs> other guests have. No. You, a lot of guests have yeah. just come in with no knowledge and have been proud of that fact. Yeah. And Danny, Danny really went the extra 10 miles. Yeah, exactly. Um, I can't wait to tell Dave that my episode was better than his. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, that's obvious. Although with Dave, we did get to do it in person because he didn't have the audacity to relocate away from Dallas. So, um, the nerve. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, Danny, where can people find you slash follow your work? Well, I wouldn't recommend following me on TikTok because I've never made anything. (laughs) Um, But all the other normal social platforms, it's just my name at Danny Sarek, azcardinals.com. You can probably check Natalie or Johnny's Twitter account because I tweet them as well. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, find me all over. All right, everybody go, even if you're not a Cardinals fan, just be uh, amazed and delighted by the reporting of Danny Sir. Yeah, get ready for January 2nd. pictures of my dogs that I miss. So it's really, even if you're oh, not yeah. a Cardinals how, fan, if you just like dogs. How are your dogs doing in your... Oh, they're so cute. I can't wait to see them in like a week when I go home. I'm oh, equally yeah. as excited to see them as I am my nephew, who just turned six months, so... And, and you're as equally as excited to see us as all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you guys are lumped in. My dog, my nephew, <laughs> and Johnny. We're just like Danny's dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you would be so lucky. We're like the Danny's dogs. <laughs> yeah, that's people. true. We, we're not even close. Um, but yes, thank you again for coming on. Thank you, everybody who is listening. Our dozens to millions of fans we have no way of knowing it doesn't matter um please keep listening subscribe drop a review tell your friends if they also happen to be reba heads or even if they're not um and we forgot to say the revolution has already been televised um as we all know and we will catch you next time see you